Hello, and welcome to another installment of On Deck, presented by Deep Dive Sports. I'm your host, Greg. I'm joined, as always, by Dominic. Hello, everyone. So today, with the World Series going on right now, we are going to discuss a little history of the World Series as a whole, going all the way back to 1903. We're going to discuss the current World Series. Then, in our third segment, Dom and I decided that maybe some baseball teams need to move, and so we picked two teams, one from the National League and one from the American League, and why they needed to move and where could they go. And then at the end, we will finish with our one fact about baseball that we always do. So starting today off, we're going to discuss a little history of the World Series. So until the formation of the American Association in 1882 as a second major league, the National League of the Professional Baseball Players that was running from 1871 to 1875, and then the National League founded itself in 1876, represented the top level of organized baseball in the United States. All championships were awarded to the team with the best record at the end of the season without a postseason series ever being played. From 1884 to 1890, the National League and the American Association faced each other in a series of games at the end of the season to determine an overall champion. Following the collapse of the American Association after the 1891 season, the National League was again the only major league. The league championship was awarded in 1892 by a playoff between the split season champion. The scheme was abandoned after one season. So if I read that correct, that means that so if throughout the first part of the year, if you were the good ones, you got you kind of got put to the side and, you know, not for the rest of the season, but, and then whoever had the, you know, good record at the end of the second of the season, then they, those two played each other. That seems. Mm-hmm. I think um, some levels at the minor league level still operate like that. Then beginning in 1893 and Continuing until the division play was introduced in 1969, the pennant was awarded to the first place club in the standings at the end of the season. For four seasons from 1894 to 1897, the league championships played the runners-up in the postseason championship series, and it was called the Temple Cup. I had no idea. I did not know there was anything called the Temple Cup. Yeah. After two years of bitter competition and play rating, the National and American Leagues made peace, and as part of the accord, uh, several pairs of teams squared off in an interleague exhibition game after the 1903 season. So that's a little bit of the history that how it kind of came to be that the World Series is what it is. So first World Series was in 1903. The best of seven style format was played in all World Series except for 1903, 1919, 1920, 1921, and that was a nine-game series. Did you know that in 1907, 1912, and 1922, we had a tie game in the World Series, and that's how they really, won. yep. Huh. I had no idea. So we have a total of a hundred, including this this year's uh, World Series. There've been a hundred and seventeen total World Series played. The American League has won sixty six times. The National League has won fifty five times, and we're still determining what this year's champion will be out of. And as I was saying, with the uh, World Series 1903, that first team to win that was the Boston Americans, later on to be the Boston Red Sox. So out of those 117 World Series, obviously we know that the Yankees have won 27 of them, their last being in 2009, but they've actually been to the World Series 
40 times. That's insane. They're followed up with the St. Louis Cardinals. They have won it 11 times, last in 2011, and they have been to a total of 19 World Series. Then you uh, come back down a little bit more, and you've got the Boston Red Sox, obviously previously the uh, Boston Americans. They've been to the World Series 13 times, won nine of them, their last in 2018. And then the Oakland Athletics, previously the Philadelphia and Kansas City Athletics, have been to the World Series 14 times, won nine, and their last one was in 1989. Hmm. So the only team to not appear in a World Series is the Seattle Mariners. The Padres, Rockies, Rangers, Rays, and Brewers have played in one but never won. The Angels, Diamondbacks, and Nationals are the only teams to have won their only appearance. The Blue Jays and Marlins have done that as well, but they've done it twice. So the Blue Jays have only been two World Series, they won two. Marlins, two World Series, won two. And then the Astros are the only team to win a World Series as both an American League team and a National League. Interesting. Yeah, so that's a little history of, of the World Series. A little, some little facts I didn't know that I thought that was really really interesting that we'd share. So moving on to this year's World Series, Dom, what have you thought so far? The Braves are a lot better than I thought they were. <laughs> um, they were a team that you know kind of got hot after the trade deadline, uh, you know, bringing in a bunch of bats to try to fill the hole left behind by losing Acuna. Um, th- this pitching staff is a lot better than I thought they were. They've been able to shut down the Astros, um, except for the one game that they lost. The hitting has been, you know, pretty opportunistic. They're taking advantage of, you know, what the Astros pitches are giving them. Uh, I thought this was going to be a closer World Series. I know it's not over yet. We've seen teams uh, blow three one leads before, but it's it's looking like this could end in Braves in five. Yeah, I mean, they, they could definitely end it tonight, which would be to have happened. Yeah. So game one was won by the Atlanta Braves, 6-2, to two, with A.J. Minter getting the win on that one. And game two was won by the Astros with Quirty getting the win. And then we moved to game three, which Astros won in, which almost was a really close race. Um, they almost, you know, the Astros almost no hit them. And I think they only had two hits towards, you know, it was towards the end of the game. Uh, Astros won game three, two to zero with Anderson getting the win. No, that was the, the Braves. Braves won game three. Oh, Braves, I'm sorry. Braves won game three, two to zero with Anderson getting the win. And then Atlanta won again last night, uh, Saturday night with a score of three to two. They were being shut out until at least the sixth inning and they scored their first run. Um, Houston batting so far, they're only batting 189. Michael Brantley has got the best batting average in the series so far. He's five for 13 with a 385 average. And then Tucker and Guriel are three for 11 with 273 batting average. Tucker is definitely one that has kind of stepped out of the, the spotlight, um, a little bit more to me. Like I, I kind of didn't know who he was until some of these playoffs and, and he's really, shined in these series he's hitting up home runs in, in almost every game or almost every series at least one yeah uh, he 
I've, I've known him for a, a while, mostly because um, he was a bright spot on my fantasy team this year. <laughs> so I, I knew he was good. I'm, I'm really not surprised that Brantley's really been their, their best hitter so far this series. I mean, he's one of the best pure hitters in baseball. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He, he's got that swing that just looks really pretty when it comes out the bat. The team ERA for the uh, Houston Astros is a 3.46, so 3.46, so um, not horrible, not fantastic. Uh, if you counter that with the Atlanta Braves ERA, their pitchers is only 3.12. Um, so again, the the ERA for the Atlanta Braves is better than the Houston Astros, but the Batting average as a team. I'm doing this as a team, just you know, to make it fair. The batting average for the Atlanta Braves is uh, .245, so they're definitely swinging the bats a little bit better than than the Astros. Uh, Albedes, Freeman, and Soler are all three for eleven with uh, a batting average of .27. So a couple facts about this World Series: that the 2021 World Series will be managed by 66-year-old Brian. Sinker, Sinker, and mm-hmm. 72-year-old Dusty Baker. This is the first World Series ever where both managers are 65 years of, uh, of age or older, and it's the most combined age, the oldest combined age between managers. Really? I had no idea about that. Yeah. Uh, the Braves right now have the best record in baseball since July 30th trade deadline with 44 wins and 22 losses. If Atlanta beats Houston in the 2021 World Series, it will mean that 15 of baseball's 30 franchises have won a World Series in a 21-year stretch. That's that's impressive, right there. That that shows you how evenly spread the the talent is throughout the league, and how really any team can win it any given year. There's really no you know dominant dynasty right now in baseball, and I yeah. think it's good for the game. Yeah, yeah, and and that definitely uh, the. Red Sox, the Giants, and the Cardinals did it twice in that that period, that twenty one year period. But yeah, like you said, just to be able to, you know, show that any team could win evenly stretched out. It's just it's really really good to see. Now I'm not sure if you saw this in Game Two. Uh, I thought this was just amazing that Atlanta Braves Charlie Morton broke his leg in the second inning of Game Two, and he stayed in the game. He struck out Chaz McCormick, got Manuel Donaldo to fly out, and then struck out Jose Altuve in the next inning. This dude was throwing 96-mile-an-hour fastballs on a broken leg at 37 years of age. That's that's so impressive. I <laughs> I, I saw a, a replay of um, the the last pitch that he threw to um, Altuve, and just the pain that you can tell that he was in as he was planting his foot down. And to still be able to throw with that heat and that command is that's so impressive. Yeah, I mean this this goes down like you know like baseball lore type stuff. You know, like what this guy had a broken leg. He knew he had a broken leg, and he went out pitching. I mean, I think this beats maybe even the bloody sock situation in some regards. Like that's a lot more painful or a broken leg than than just a suture tendon. You know, right? Yeah. not not much else can be said about that, but just the the toughness and to be able to just push through it for as long as he could is just really really commendable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So with all that being said and done, what we've gone over, kind of the statistics of of the World Series this year, Dom. What is your prediction? Seeing the Atlanta Braves up three one, what do you think? 
I know you kind of alluded I, to it earlier, but I think the Braves close it out tonight. Um, they're at home, be their first championship in what twenty six years. I, I think they're not going to let this opportunity pass them. I think their pitching has been uh, really good. They're obviously hitting a lot better than the Astros. I I think they close it out tonight. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think this is too movie scriptish to to you know it's it's why we love baseball and what we want to see. And so I'm definitely on board what how this unfolds. And I, I do believe that they win it out tonight. So it's games at eight fifteen. So when this comes out tomorrow on Monday, we will possibly have a new World Series champion, and we'll definitely recap the whole series as a whole when we do our next episode of, of On Deck. So moving forward, so Dom and I have been discussed for a long time, like what teams needed to move from their prospective cities and possibly where could they go. And, and there's a lot of different talks about a lot of different teams and why maybe a team is, is be either A, being squandered by their city or possibly just the fan base isn't there anymore. And so we decided that we would both pick two teams and re establish them in a different city so with that being said i'm like gonna dom go first on this one and what are your teams and where are they going cool so first off my american league team that i would move if i was the lord of baseball and can just pick teams to move and place wherever i want to um would be the tampa bay rays uh, they've been in tampa for what 26 27 years and it seems like every year they've been at the bottom or if not the at or near the bottom of attendance rankings. Um, they can't even sell out playoff games. There's just no support for them in Tampa. And then you throw in the fact that they have probably the worst stadium in baseball. Um, it's, it's just not a good situation. I would move them permanently to um, Montreal. Uh, they have a, a big baseball fan base. The Expos were really popular when they were there, um, but due to uh, some currency conversions, um, the weak Canadian dollar, they financially couldn't really stay afloat, um, so they moved to Washington. But the desire to have a baseball team is there. The metro population is way bigger than Tampa. Um, Montreal has a metro population of over 4 million. Um, so they can definitely support a team and logistically it puts them a little bit closer to the rest of their division and it would create, you know, a Canadian rivalry again with them in uh, Toronto. So I, I think that would be a good move for baseball to move them um, to Montreal. I know there's talks about them splitting sometime half the year in Tampa, half the year in Montreal. I, I can't see that working out. I think they should just pick Montreal, just move there. Um, my next team is the Miami Marlins. Um, again, same problem with the Tampa Bay Rays, no attendance whatsoever, even though they have a brand new ballpark. I, I know a couple years back, they tried to bring in some big name stars. Even that really couldn't help them with their attendance. It seems like no matter what they do, they can't bring people in. And the fact that the team is always pretty bad doesn't help. I think they need a fresh start in a new city because I don't think Miami is that good of a sports town anyways. Um, you know, we, we see with the other teams in Miami, they don't really draw that well. Um, even the dolphins and, and the heat, they're never towards the top in attendance. I would move them to Charlotte. Um, I know uh, Nashville's kind of, 
Yeah, I know Nashville is kind of a, a big name when it comes to potential cities for teams to relocate. Um, but Charlotte's a little bit bigger of a metro area. Um, they're still growing. I think it, it would work out because they, again, be closer with the rest of the teams in the division. They wouldn't have to travel as far. Um, and there's already a AAA team there. They built that stadium. They built it so they can expand that stadium and um, make it a major league ballpark. So they already kind of have an infrastructure set up. They just need to expand the stadium a little bit. You know, I, I think I think a team could do really well in Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, for for as big of a city as it is, I, I'm surprised they don't have more sports teams. Yeah, no, I, I never really even thought about Charlotte, but you're right. I mean, they they have already established that they can have a professional team there, and and that's an interesting. Thing. I did not think of that at all. Those are some good picks there, Dom. Thank you. So moving on to my teams, I'm going to start with the National League. And the team that I would move, even though this is the most storied team in baseball, as far as it's, it's got the, I think the longest lineage, um, 130 years worth of baseball in this city is going to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, that hurts my soul. <laughs> I just, you know, the attendance is down and it seems to be like they're the third wheel in Pittsburgh when it comes to the Steelers and the Penguins. The, the Pirates mm-hmm. are just, are, are, are just kind of that, that cast away professional team and I, I don't think that the taxpayers are going to want to account for a stadium um you know pay their taxpayer monies and, and all that going towards a team that's not even trying to win i mean fans are angry with front office because they haven't spent the money to upgrade the team and they've posted the second best record in baseball in 2015 but even then the season ticket sales you know dropped there's i, I think at one point in time there's only five thousand people per game and then you kind of jettison people like Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole who go on to all these other teams and are amazing. It just, it just doesn't seem like the people of Pittsburgh care. The one statistic I did read though is that the way that the owners have been managing the team as far as from a monetary standpoint, that they actually have been making money rather than losing money on that team. Yeah. I think that. By 2030, I believe the lease runs out on their uh, their stadium, and I'm moving them to Vegas. Interesting. Uh, I thought a lot of the teams. I even thought about Montreal as a team, you know, to move. And I thought this more on an aspect of moving them close to a city, close to where their original city was, and that way the fan base can travel. Um, you know, the, the Pittsburgh to Montreal is not that far off. And so they'd be able to travel even on a road trip. Um, but when it came down to it, the way that Vegas is growing, obviously the way that they've shown that they can have a professional team, um, they're just, Vegas just seems like the place that, that is, would be a feasting ground for a major league baseball team. They have all the types of housing. They have all the types of, you know, other recreations to do. And I just think that Vegas would be a fantastic spot for major league baseball team and maybe you know revitalize um that fan base a little bit the vegas pirates because we've already got the raiders why not the vegas pirates all right moving on to my american league team i'm going to move the seattle Mariners. it's one of the smallest markets in population you know obviously the smallest market in the al west i don't think that the owners are doing anything to 
get the team. They've had amazing talents throughout the years, and they've never been able to do it. Obviously, we've discussed that they're the only team in Major League Baseball to not have gone to a World Series at all. And I just don't think that they're really caring for the team anymore. Obviously, now we got the Kraken in there. You've got the Seahawks. And I just think that as the way of Pittsburgh goes, it's the same thing, that they're kind of this third wheel in the city and nobody's really paying a lot of attention to them. So I don't think that, honestly, they would be missed. And what's even funny is the city I moved them to. Um, John Stanton, the owner of the Seattle Mariners, has stated that Portland is possible destination, but he, he doesn't want to move. But if, if it came down to it, Portland would possibly be it thing is with portland they've flirted with uh actually saying major league baseball has flirted with portland not the other way around um for many years you know they've they've been really interested in getting a team in there obviously we've seen that portland can also hold up a you know professional franchise with the trailblazers and as good as they're doing this is a perfect time to get another team in there it's a wealthy wealthy well-educated city so and they they added what is it the timbers in 2011 mm-hmm. city's got 2.5 million people um it's a top 25 job market so they've already actually put in their letter of intent to build a major league ballpark and so it is under review so nice. that that would definitely be my place to to the seattle meritors to portland and what's crazy is that doing this research it kind of has already been discussed a little bit so portland that that'd be a good market and a Especially because the the only other competition they'd have would be the Trailblazers, and they're not playing basketball at the same time baseball is going on. So during the spring and summer, you know, a baseball franchise is going to have no competition for attention. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it'll be interesting to see if we see some teams move in the next couple of you know ten years or so. Because I think I'm correct, there's about fourteen or thirteen leases coming up within the next you know, leases on stadiums coming up within the next. 10 years or so so we could possibly see some moves um maybe some expansions obviously that they have to do uh, equal expansion one national league one american league so I yeah think. all right moving on to our final segment which is our facts about baseball what do you got dom so my fact kind of goes into the history of you know, one of the teams that Greg wants to move. <laughs> the The first uh, stadium built for baseball in the U.S. was Forbes Field, built in Pittsburgh. You know, we we um, you mentioned how long they've been in the city. Um, I had no idea that they were the first team to build a stadium. I figured that would have been a team like the Yankees, or um, at the time you have maybe the Brooklyn Dodgers or um, the Boston Red Sox. Had no idea that Forbes Field was the first um, actual stadium built. Yeah, the, the 130 year history that definitely goes a long way back. And obviously, like we said, that Pittsburgh definitely you know loves their team and would do anything for them. So, so moving on to my fact about baseball, did you know that Jackie Mitchell, a 17 year old female pitcher from the Double A Chattanooga Lookouts, once played the New York Yankees in an exhibition game and struck out both Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig in succession. Really? Wow. That, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that was back when the, some of the minor league teams and some of the uh, fringe teams were able to 
put together teams that were were mixed genders and stuff like that before it became a, an all male dominated that, that that's really cool yeah well that does it for this edition of on deck presented by deep dive sports we're probably gonna have one or two more episodes and then we'll take a little bit of a break maybe cover some of the winter meetings and stuff like that and mm-hmm. then uh, pick back up in probably march and do some more of the beginning of the season type stuff and then move from there so thank you for listening as always dominic we appreciate your your taking the time out to come listen and we will talk to you next time hey everyone thank you for listening if you would like to hear more feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every friday and don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on twitter Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please, let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.